0: You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. What's up, Discovery? Y'all came out today showing up and uh hey, I just want to welcome you uh this morning. If this is your first time here. Can everyone hear me? My mic, my mic hot like me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, that's an awkward joke. That's weird, that's weird. Um and so, hey, I just want to welcome you. If I have not yet had the privilege to meet you, my name is John. I get this amazing opportunity uh, to lead this community that we call Discovery. And uh, so glad that you're hanging out. I want to welcome everyone who is joining us on Church Online. Welcome to all you guys. Hey, this is really cool, right? Because the pandemic, a lot of bad things have happened. I'm not denying that. But uh, the fact that Discovery is now a multi, uh, multi-site campus in the middle of a pandemic, hello, somebody. The devil is a liar. Uh, so I'm excited to, um, to, to just uh, share with you our final week. It, this might be our final week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next week of our series called Woke. Series called Woke. And um, this, I'll, I'll go ahead and lay the foundation verse for this series. It's found in Romans chapter 13 and verse 1. And this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing this. He says, everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in position of authority have been placed there by God. And so here's kind of the premise. I I had to do a little scholarly research on UrbanDictionary.com, and and I had to look at what the word woke meant. And it's, it's basically your proverbial eyes opening up to to a new way of thinking, a new way of, of seeing things, and uh, for those of you uh, that are brand new, I'm going to say something. It's not going to be intense, don't worry. But but how many of you guys know that uh, elections are coming up uh, in a couple of weeks or one week or I don't? It's pretty soon. It's coming soon. And so he, here's what here's what I know. True. What's true is that come election, there are going to be a group of people who are extremely happy about the results. And then on the flip side, there are going to be a group of people who are, like, ripping out their hair and screaming. And, and, and so the, the whole premise of this series is, is for us to, to get to that place where, where we learn to not put our hope in the person that was placed. But we want to learn to put our hope in the person that does the placing. Come on, somebody. And, and so each week... Uh, for the past three weeks, we've been looking at uh, at a name of God because a name of God defines his character too. And, and so we're trying to build the credibility of this idea like, hey, if I can just learn to keep and place my hope in God, I'll be okay. I'll be okay no matter what happens. And so uh, so that's kind of the premise. And so we've been looking at all kinds of different names. You're welcome, airplane. Where are you at? Um. We've been looking at different names uh, for the past three weeks. Jehovah uh, Nisi, hello. Uh, and El Shaddai, there it is. Um, Elohim, who said, hey, okay. It's not, I didn't forget. I was just trying to like get people to participate. And, um, and, and so today, the name of God that we're going to be looking at is this Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shema uh, for some people. Tomato, tomato. Hey, let's pray one more time and then we'll jump in. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for this amazing opportunity that we have to come together. Uh, God, I thank you uh, for what you're doing in our church. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Father, I pray right now that uh, within the next two hours as I share your word, God, that you um, you would speak through me. We love you. In Jesus' name, oh, and God, we pray for the Niners. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. You hear my son? My son's like, "Go bad chance." Hey, you now have no home. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so guys, I was thinking about this because of uh, like, due to to uh, the COVID, uh, something that's become even more popular now is uh, video conferencing, video chatting. Remember that? Remember, like, do you remember when this first started and it shut down and, like, everyone was, like, FaceTiming everyone? And, like, you guys would have, like, we would have, like, FaceTime dinners together. And, like, this is, like, the best thing ever. Do you guys remember that? Was that just us? Like, we were like, let's FaceTime everything, right? Like, um, it was weird in the PETA household. Um, but But I remember... I remember just like I was thinking about just how amazing this technology is. Now, for those of you that are unaware, my wife and I, we did a long distance relationship while I was in college. I lived in uh, Dallas, Texas for three and a half years. And for three and a half years, we did a long distance uh, relationship. And how I wish, how I wish we had FaceTime. We didn't have FaceTime. Like we we like we had to we had to use a phone to talk, like it was crazy, and um, and, and I wish I wish that we we were able to like because we only saw each other maybe twice a year. And I wish that I, I had this technology, to be able to pull it up, and then to see Vanessa, on my phone. And I was thinking about that. That like how I wish I could do that, and then I, I begin thinking like how, how nothing really takes the place of act, her actually being, with me right, like even if even if I had um, even if I had uh, FaceTime, like at the end of the day, she would be over there, and I would be over here, right? Like it's not the same. Like it's cool, it's good but I would rather have her here than there, right? Like, I mean, technology is cool, virtual small groups are cool, (laughs) but at the end of the day, like you're there when I would prefer you being right here. And and so like, I I want us to get this in our heart, like there and over here. There is a difference from there To over here, and the reason why I'm emphasizing this idea of there and here is because the name that we're looking at this morning, uh, Jehovah or excuse me, Jehovah Shammah. The reason why uh, I'm bringing that up is because that name literally means the Lord is there. We see this in Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse 35, um, and it says this. Um, the distance around the entire city will be six miles, and from that day, the name of the city will be Jehovah Shammah, Shama, the Lord is there. And so, so here, here's what's, what's taken place. Uh, God, he, he's leading this prophet Ezekiel. He's taking Ezekiel. Uh, the, the city of Jerusalem has been destroyed by the Babylonian Empire. They've been, it's been crushed. The city walls are down. They destroyed the temple. The temple is where God's presence was uh, during this time period, and it was destroyed. And so God takes his prophet Ezekiel, he leads him along, and he shows Ezekiel a vision. And in this vision, he shows Ezekiel the new city that he wants to build. And so starting in chapter 40 of Ezekiel, uh, all the way to Ezekiel chapter 48, uh, we see God showing Ezekiel these uh, these different attributes, these different parts of The city. And then he finally gets to the the final part of the tour. And that's when God says, Look at this city. This city will now be known. God is there. God is there. Now, I think, like, great news is that um, the the, the great news, this is great news that God is there, right? It's great news the fact that God is there. But the the problem with there, is that it's limited to a certain people, in a certain proximity, right? So so during this time period, only certain people. That's my kid. We can spank him, or we can bring him inside, or we can do something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Online campus. I'm kidding. It's. <clears throat> I don't think you can hear the laughing, and so like, <gasps> so they're like, oh my gosh, he's like, oh, he's crazy. Um, where was I? Focus, John. Focus, 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 focus. So, so the fact that the Lord is there is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's, it's limited to a certain people. So during this time period, only certain people would be able to enter into the presence of God. And it's a proximity thing because you had to travel all the way to the city of Jerusalem in order to meet God there in the temple. And so so God shows Ezekiel, he says, the Lord is there. But I am so happy, I am so happy that God is always trying to do things better. I'm always glad that God is is trying to be more efficient in what he's doing. And so so we see um, God has something greater in mind, right? Because all of a sudden, fast forward, he sends his son Jesus. And now all of a sudden, God is no longer there in a temple, but God is now there in the person of Jesus. And so for three years, we, we see Jesus doing all kinds of miracles, all kinds of cool things, and, um, and, and, and all of a sudden, uh, we, we, Jesus says this in John chapter 16. He says this, uh, it, is, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. The Holy Spirit won't come. In other words, he's saying, I have to go, but I'm sending one. I'm sending someone even greater. Okay? So, so remember, the Lord is there in a temple, but God has something greater. So the temple is done. Jesus is now here. And so, so God is now there as well in a person. But like I said, God keeps doing amazing things. God keeps elevating things. God keeps changing things. And so all of a sudden, Jesus dies. He's crucified. I know, I know, that's sad. And you're like, John, it's not Easter, chill. Okay, so he's, <laughs> and so now now Jesus is, is dead, okay? He's resurrected, he ascends into heaven, and now everyone is like, now where is God? He's not there. Like, where is he? And then Jesus, his promise, he said, I have to go so I can send someone even greater. We read in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes. And so get this. This is the best part. Now God is no longer there in a temple. He's no longer there in the person of Jesus, but he's now here. And so there, there's this constant upgrade that, that we see all throughout Scripture of what God is doing, that He's not just, He's not, He's no longer just there and there and there and there, but He's also, hey, let's make it personal, He's here. And I, I wanted to lay this foundation because, because it's important to understand that if God is here, then I now need to li- live different there. If God lives here, I now have to live different there. What is there? My workplace, my family, my school. All of a sudden, if He's here, I got to live different there. And and, and so th- this idea that 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 God is 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 here. He, and here's here's another part about that is. One way that we can live different, when when God lives here and we respond and act different there, one way that that we can look different is the way that we treat people. And that's what I want us to talk about, really, the way that we treat people. Because you may or may not have known this, but we have never lived in a more divided, divisive time than right now. Like, we, like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, we're fighting over everything. Right? Like, we're, like, guys, it's come down, like, we fight over masks. Go ahead. You can, it's okay. (laughs) Like, we we have people, like, wear one. And then someone over here is like, don't wear one. And the people that's over here is like, don't wear one. They're like, hey, you're stupid for wearing one. And the person that does wear, and they look at the person that doesn't wear, like you're stupid for not wear. And like, what what happens? We become further and further and further. Come elections, we're seeing this now. Like it doesn't. Where what you vote for, just vote, please. Like that, but but like we even see this in you vote for that person. Oh, you're dumb. The person over here, you vote for that person? Oh, you're dumb. What happens? A divide. But if God is now here, i got to learn to different, live different out there. All of a sudden, if God is here, my role and my response to people around me is not to build a divide, but to build a bridge. And my question to you this morning, and the question that I asked myself this week, am I a bridge or am I divide? Jesus, he exemplifies this idea in John chapter 13 and verse 34. He says this, So, now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other. And then he says, just as I have loved you, love one another. Now, I think the most important part of that verse is where Jesus says to love one another just as I have loved you. Newsflash. You and I, by, by our very human nature, Are completely opposite to God's righteousness and grace like by our very nature there is no reason why God should love us because of my sin there is no reason why God should love me and yet he does he does that's great news uh, in John chapter or excuse me Romans chapter 5 uh, 7 and 8 uh, the apostle paul says something along the lines of like uh he he said that for a, uh, a a righteous person maybe someone would die in their place he said even less people would die for a good person and then he says this verse verse uh Verse thirty-five, I believe he he says he says. But yet, while you were still sinner, while I was still a sinner, when I was in my worst state, this is my favorite. When I was the most jacked up, God loved me, and He died for me. Jesus died in my worst state, my worst state. And so Jesus, in in the verse that we read in John chapter thirteen, he he's saying, hey. Love one another like I have loved you, so what is he saying? We got to learn to love people, not only the people that we get along with, but the people we don't get along with we We got to get along with the people that just rub us the wrong way we We got to get along with those people that when they talk, it's like the nails on the chalkboard right like. Uh, why? Because Jesus said, love others the way that I have loved you. And then it gets even better, right? Like, I love Jesus. Uh, a lot of people think Jesus is like this cute little, <laughs> but man, Jesus is raw sometimes. And and so, so he, says, he says what he does in 34. And then he gets to 35, and he says this. For your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Did you know that? Did you know that Jesus is like, hey, how you treat people, how you love people, will determine how people on the outside will will know if you love me or not. Man, I failed. (laughs) Jesus and and I'm closing right now, and we're going to be done again early. You're welcome. Okay, you're welcome so we can have the keys come up and Jesus in, in, in the story of Luke chapter 10 there's a lawyer that comes to Jesus and he says, uh, he says to Jesus he says uh, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life like what do I have to do and Jesus is like love your neighbor then the guy's like, hey, who's my neighbor? And Jesus, he's a storyteller, right? So Jesus is like, hey, I'll tell you. And he tells this story about this, this one man that was walking from one town to another. And as he's walking to this town, he gets mugged. How many of you guys have been mugged? I'm just kidding. Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't raise your hand. That says a lot. <laughs> he's walking from one town to the next and while he's walking he gets beat up like beat up bad so bad that they 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 think he's like dead and he's just lying on the on the road beaten robbed dead and uh jesus says that there's three people that came two of them the first two people that saw the 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 man, the beaten man on the ground, they were religious people. They were the people that that would have been able to quote scripture to you. They're those people that are like, "Hey, so Zechariah five three says this," and here's what it says in King James, and they're just like out of the top of their head. You're like, "Hey," like the first two people, like they were the religious people. They were the ones that cared more about how they looked on the outside than what should have been going on on the inside. Have you ever done that? Maybe on your way to church, make sure everything looks good on the outside. I'm doing good, brother. Praise God. All smiles here. Woo, glory. Two guys. They they came down and they saw this guy on the ground. He was beaten. And Jesus says that they walked over and one guy walked, like stepped over like, (laughs) and then the other guy like like, crossed the street and was like, forget this. COVID, man, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, COVID. (laughs) And then Jesus said there's a third person. That came and, and this this is affectionately known as the Good Samaritan. And this guy comes and and he walks. He walks and he sees this this dead, almost dead man lying on the ground. And he gets him and rather than stepping over rather than going around jesus says that this man stopped he began to bandage the wounded man up he put him on his donkey took him to the nearest hotel he paid for his hotel he told the innkeeper he said hey this is all i have right now if if this is what i if this is all i like if this is not enough Next time I come around, I'll pay the rest. That idea that that he gave everything. Now here's what's interesting about the good Samaritan, the the man that helped the the beaten man, is that the the guy that helped was a Samaritan. Most theologians believe the guy that was on the ground was, was not in fact these two by their own nature by their own upbringing would have been they, they would have they would have been I, I don't know if this is the right word we'll we'll go with it though they they were no i won't go with it so <laughs> i'm going to change i'm going to change <laughs> they These two people were at odds. From their very birth, they would have been told to hate that person. They would have been raised in a family that the, 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 the non Samaritan, the Jew would have the, the Jewish fellow that was beaten would have would have been raised to to look at the Samaritan uh, people. And he would have been taught from an early age, hey, these guys are wrong. These guys don't, these guys are evil. These guys, stay away from them. And yet, it wasn't the religious that helped the hurting, it was the Good Samaritan. And here's why I'm telling you this story because at the end of this story, Jesus said, Now out of these three, Who do you think was a neighbor to the one that was beaten? And the lawyer, the one who was unsaved, the one who said to Jesus at the very beginning, he said, "Um, how do I inherit eternal life? At the end of Jesus' story, when Jesus said, who was the neighbor? The lawyer said, It was the one who helped out the hurting man. Jesus said, hey, they will know you're my disciples by how you love one another. This lawyer was able to pick out the right person because it was a Samaritan who acted out in love, who was the bridge and not the gap. This morning, as I close, I need you to understand that the Lord is there. The Lord is there. The Lord is there. The Lord is there. And the Lord is here. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. The Lord is there. This week, what is it? What area of your life have you noticed that you've created divides in rather than bridges? How can you help be a bridge rather than a divide? It's so necessary. It's so crucial. If we're going to take over this city for the love of Jesus, it's going to come by us loving one another, those that we agree with, those that we can't stand, by being the bridge. Amen, somebody? Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.